So welcome to Cozy Cast, where Fuzz, Ajax, and Saverin are here to feed babies into the Vor machine. What? But specifically Pixar babies. How is that cozy? <laughs> because like it makes everybody else's life better. I, I guess maybe if you made them into a blanket, but like no. a meat grinder wouldn't work. No. <laughs> we're making baby sausage. Anyways, hi guys, we're here. No, there was the just some of the weird cope modest proposal well (laughs) it was just some of the really weird cope that was after the elections on what tuesday and now that there are these ai art generators that even the dumbest motherfuckers can use they were posting just this ridiculous ai art of like crusaders and knights and very tiny takes we must retake ohio and there was uh yeah it was actually really funny because the perspective it doesn't have any perspective relative to each other. So there was like this four foot tall American soldier with an eight foot tall knight next to him and an Abrams tank the size of like a go-kart. Um, <laughs> that actually there, really feels like America. <laughs> and this other one was a heavily tattooed woman voting, except it didn't say vote. It says vor because it can't do text on signs really. Oh and several Pixar babies like <clears throat> flying into the sky question mark yeah so clearly this this tattooed woman is saying that you know i'm going to feed babies to the war machine so i can get more tattoos and quit, keep being a hoe you know what it is it's actually pulling babies from heaven to hell yeah yep they're just ripping the wings off of them and just eating them right into hell you know because that's what happens you know babies or t- souls are in heaven and then they get put in this harlot and she has an abortion and that sends them straight to hell you know it's just her body's a processing factory she's the war machine Anyways, the the right wing's fucking stupid. What can I say? They are. Like, this image has so many dog whistles on it, specifically the, like, scantily dressed, tattoo-clad women. Because, you know, we're talking about the elections on Tuesday. Ohio voted by 10 points to to enshrine abortion rights into the Ohio Constitution as well as legalize weed. And, of course, the Republicans, being massive cunts, are trying to overturn the will of people because they're like, oh, well, democracy is flawed. And it's like, well, 56% of the people said that they want this, so you're facing some trouble if you don't. But The the take I saw was, SCOTUS, leave it to the states. No, not like that. (laughs) Yeah, because every state that's had it come up as a constitutional thing has re-enshrined it in law as a right. Because yeah. it turns out that telling women that they're baby factories doesn't go over well with women or the people that love them and don't view them as incubators or baby factories. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun. In Texas, all the things passed except for the one that was awful. Well, there were there were several awful ones in there. Like, yeah. what if we don't regulate factory farms, which is stupid because they framed it as like, we're protecting small family farms, which don't fucking exist in Texas. Mm-hmm. We don't have, like, the mega cow farms like they do in central California that we drove by. California? California. I I drawled it a little. (laughs) You know, because I'm a Texan, I have to have this antipathy towards the liberal state of California. Or should I say, California. Really, Texas is actually, like, the breeding ground for a lot of cattle. Because what happens is... A lot of cattle start up out here for yeah, the first like year. That, yeah, yeah, yeah just give me those ground. straws. Uh, we're just mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna shove a fistful of cum into the uterus of this cow. We're gonna be wrapped up to the <laughs> fucking shoulder. This orgasm costs a thousand dollars. 
Marky Larton? <laughs> Lockheed Martin? Yes. They actually have like a breeding program for stallions and you can buy semen that's branded from them. I think you might be talking about like, there's a, there's a German gun brand that has that. Oh, I might be mixing it up. Yeah, you're mixing it up. Because like, you could probably buy uh, aerospace Horse cum, sure, whatever. But there is buy some cum. (laughs) But there is a German gun brand. It might be Heckler Coke or Luger. I don't don't know, man. We're we're just off the cuff here. We didn't prepare. Um, Hold on, I'm gonna Google gun brand semen. (laughs) Gun brand horse cum. That there's your search key. Okay, Luger fat loads on your hip and in your refrigerator. Oh, it was Glock. Glock. (laughs) (laughs) Heavy barrels. 50 cal. Right in your pussy. If you've ever wanted to really use it, never mind. So the the one thing that did fail in Texas was the extension for uh, retirement age for judges. So they do have to retire past the point, not just be enshrined on the golden throne like the fucking emperor in 40k. Like, get some of these old motherfuckers out of the way. Yeah, apparently Texans were like, nah, get these old fuckers out of here. And there was also an interesting one. There was some county nearby, I think Prosper, where they voted for three of the four things, but the one thing they voted down by, like, again, a pretty big margin was spending $98 million on a new football stadium. Like, they actually, some place in Texas actually voted down a stupid expensive football stadium for their high school. Wow. That's impressive. Which is just kind of wild to me. I mean, it's good, but it's just one of those, wait a minute, you know, people didn't vote to give some meathead who molests boys in the locker room another $100 million to make a shrine to his mediocrity to give his children CTE? Maybe the parents just know their kids suck at football. Yeah, that could be it too. Embarrassed on the Jumbotron. Yeah. (laughs) No, Tammy, we're not going to build you that new stadium. I saw your last season. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe our kids would play better if we had a $100 million stadium. You better hope you're smart because you ain't getting no football scholarship, boy. (laughs) Gonna knock the smarts right out of you. Boy, you're too dumb to work in my jet ski dealership. We found out that football is gay. Because oh. that tiger and that fox. <laughs> we heard it's woke. Yeah, it's woke. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Let's see, we have the cringiest anti-drug PSAs ever. Did you oh, happen to see those? those? So this is from uh, Michael Hobbs on Blue Sky, because he posts primarily there now. And I can actually, I, on Blue Sky, I actually see people's posts more frequently. Yeah. Oh, well, obviously, no algorithm like obviously. Also, I deactivated all my Twitter accounts, so there's that too. But I wonder why I don't see posts on Twitter anymore. You know what I mean, though. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. it would show you like five tweets if you followed 400 people, and then one of them would be in like inserted rage bait. Yeah. Like, it, like there's no algorithm yet on Blue Sky, so you actually see the posts that all the people you follow. <sighs> Yeah, but there's people begging for one all the time because, God forbid, we actually see content. So, this is a screen cap from CMPD, which I don't know where that is. Maybe Cincinnati, Met- Melody. There's some city with a C. Chicago? Who knows? So, there's... Cairo. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It doesn't matter, though, because it's just goofy as hell. So, the image 
once it loads, has six PSAs. Like, the first one says, no cap, these pills are sus. Hashtag street pills kill. <coughs> We're not frontin'. This is meant to stand out. The only Fenty we like is the beauty brand at Rihanna. Keeping it 100, street pills kill. Yeah, the 100 is the... Yeah, the one. Bruh, did you know overdoses are up 20% in CLT? 20% in clit. Yeah, that, see, I read it as that, but Panther was like, there's no I there. I'm like, yeah, but there is in my heart. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is the 2020s. No one uses vowels anymore. And, and street pills equals we don't ship. I mean, yeah, like you plus street pills, you you know, you do it in prod and then you die and then you don't actually reach shipping. So, you know, you're a canceled project. It's like, I'm wondering if they're doing it in the, like, we don't ship as in like shipping as in relationship and not like we're shipping you as a product. No, they're they're, they're using, they're using millennial Zoomer slang from the internet. It's ship. Shipping. It is not Zoomer slang. It is a hundred percent millennial slang. Yeah. Okay. The CMP because this is made by old elder millennials who sold out. The CMPD is the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department, so it'd be the Charlotte. Okay, uh, so North Carolina. Right. Okay. Maybe it's like their airport. No. CLT is like the. Uh, I think the airport code. Charlotte Douglas International. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. Honestly, street pills, not great. Don't get your MDMA from a dude in the corner because, yes, there is a lot of adulteration with fentanyl and other drugs. Like, you can get your MDMA off the street and have it cut with methamphetamines, and it's a real bad time. I I don't roll back to the CLT thing, though, because they're trying to be as cool as Atlanta. Like, trying to make their thing like a thing. Yo, man, we're the ATL. ATL. Yeah. But we're like, no, we're the CLT. And it's like, we have to look that up. That's not... No one's going to know what that is. We're the DFW. The the people who live there will know what it is, probably, because they just refer to it like that. (laughs) But yeah, like, most of the responses I saw this, like, well, shit, now I'm going to go find some pills on the street and eat them. (laughs) (laughs) Your memes are so bad, you're going to make me use drugs. Well, it reminds me... You should use our Viagra. It reminds me of this old Bloom County comic strip from uh-huh. the late 80s, back when they were doing the big war on drugs push. Because uh-huh. I remembered it because someone posted it onto the net. Uh-huh. And it's this massive billboard with all these, like, snorting dandelions causes brain damage. Woody Allen says, look at me, I snorted dandelions, now where I'm at. And like, various other PSAs, like a skeleton holding a dandelion. Oh. And then the character looks behind him, there's a dandelion on the ground after reading all his PSA, and he's like, oh, I shouldn't do this? snort and that's, that's just the end of the comic but it's like the more that they yeah. try to make things unappealing and dangerous seeming that yeah, yeah no i saw somebody draw the web comic the other day that was basically like my experience in in high school during the dare program and like the the person that's doing the presentation was like and this stuff will make you feel like you're having sex with god and the teenager's like Whoa! <laughs> yeah, that's a Happy Road Kills comic. They they posted a few onto onto Blue Sky, but then they kind of stopped. Like it's kind of a bummer because like I've got three codes right now, and I'm like, hey, I posted a, a journal on FA. Like anybody need a code still? And people are still addicted to the fucking likes and following that they have on Twitter. But it's just a, it was dude too I fucking far. Fifteen 
fucking blue sky invite codes. I'm at 10. Because <laughs> I just like, see, I've offered them in a couple of dealer chats. Most of my friends are that are social media users are already on there. Yeah, like if you actually want to be on Blue Sky, you're on Blue Sky already. And it's such yeah. a fucking bummer because like when you're dealing with Twitter, you're dealing with Elon Musk and him like promoting just open and open like genocidal rhetoric and anti-vaxxing yeah. and like going, wow, thinking emoji to fucking people going, was Hitler really all that bad well, type right. shit? Yeah. You just have to realize that everybody on Twitter that's left is just the toxic shits. Yeah. Or the people that are just riding the Titanic down. Like, it's like the people who stayed on Tumblr after they banned porn. Yeah. It's just like, Twitter will still exist for a long time. It will just slowly die out, and eventually it will become the joke, um, like, oh, you still use Yahoo? What do you use it next? Ask Jeeves? <laughs> Like, like, I got my hosting on Tripod. Let's go to Prodigy. Let's use Web Alta Crawler. Vista. Check out my band's tracks on MySpace. Check out this latest CD. It's by AOL. <laughs> 800 free hours, man. That's a lot of hours. Pop it into a regular I'll CD be able player. to download one JPEG. Of a tit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and a it's, singular tit, and it's like that's all that could fit three forty by two eighty or something like that. Yeah, dancing baby duck if and that takes forever. <laughs> I recently came across that GIF. Like I think it's in Telegram, but it's just one of those. I can't believe that became such a thing for a brief period of time. But it was such a novel, novel idea. It. it it's it was a thing on the internet. It was like one of the first memes, basically, in HTML form. Yeah. And then it kind of became iconicized as something people remembered from the early internet. And, like, the first time I ever saw it was actually in, um... Wow, I don't remember the name of the show. Coming to America. It was, like, called Coming to America. Oh, was the Eddie... Asian family that was set in the 90s. Oh, okay. Fresh off the boat. That's what it was. I was say, coming to America was like a Eddie Murphy. Yeah, but it was it was like that kind of thing where it's like the the parents came over from like um, an Asian country, and then it was like the first generation of kids who had grown up there. Oh, oh okay. It was uh, the Vietnamese people that fled after the. I'm not sure, but the dude that played um, Kim Jong Un in that um, in the interview. No, the the Seth Rogen movie that got banned yeah, from the interview. Oh, it was called the interview. Yeah. yeah, like that guy played the dad in that. Oh, okay. it was so weird watching that movie because he had played the dad in Fresh Off the Boat. So it was just <laughs> like a weird dichotomy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the first time I ever saw that gif was in that show because they they got a computer for the first time and it was just blowing their minds and all right. things on it. And it huh. was, I never watched that show. It sounds kind of cute, though. It was really good. It was freaking nostalgic. Um, like I think my favorite episode is when they go to buy a... They're in Orlando, and they go to buy a car from, like, Shack Motors. <laughs> and, like, this is a spoiler, so so ignore this if you don't want to be spoiled. But uh, When did he, this movie come out? 30 years ago? No, this, is, this was a show that came out um, 10 years ago. But yeah. it was set in the 90s. It was set in the 90s. Okay, I was like, yeah. if you're talking to oh, spoilers to a show that's older, <laughs> old no. enough to pay taxes a lot. No, no, no. Like, it was still playing when I was still, when I was here in Texas. Okay. But, uh, 
Like, so they go to shack owners and they're like, their strategy is to like keep asking for the manager, even when the manager says he's there and like the, the first manager, second manager, third manager, fourth manager, and they finally get to the last manager and it's Shaq. And they actually got Shaq to come on and play himself <laughs> and sell him a car. <laughs> It was it was amazing. <laughs> nice. That is kind of weird. Yeah. But hey, you know why not? Hey, speaking of like popular people doing movies and TV or something like that, mm-hmm. you want to know something else? Here's a topic that pissed me off: the Looney Tunes movie I was telling you about. Oh God. Okay, so fucking Warner. Yeah. So I told Ajax about this, like a Looney Tunes movie written by James Gunn, completely finished, and they shelved it. And then I found out the human person in it was John Cena. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. This is like the most perfect movie ever. Why do they do this? And it was a Wiley Coyote movie. Yeah. I would have loved that so much. And they're like, oh, we'll use it for a $30 million tax write-off, which you it's like half of what they spent on it. Yeah, they spent like 70 on it. And it's like, what was the point of that? I feel like they're just trying to hurt us at this point. Yeah. This with Batgirl, too, right? Batwoman, yeah. Batwoman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And oh, and the other thing that made no sense about the Bat- Batwoman thing is that... Uh, that was Brandon fully Frazier done, too. had Oscar buzz because of the whale. Well, Brendan Fraser's in Batwoman. So it could have actually... Like, the additional advertising push would have made it even better. Because you know, featuring there. Oscar award winner like, Brendan Fraser. I know? would have gone to the movie here for freaking Looney Tune Bowie. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would have made the effort to go see that. Especially one based around Wiley Coyote, which is a very underrated character. Yeah. I've right. always really enjoyed those, those cartoons, so... Like, well, like, am I, I saying that right? Like, uh, I think yeah, a character that everybody likes but doesn't get enough screen time. Right. Under- like, I think served. people tend to served, think yeah. Bugs and Daffy when they think Looney Tunes, right? Yeah. For the ordinary everyday people. Of course, being a bunch of fur fags, we're like the dog guy. The know, coyote the who coyote. fucks up a lot and blows himself up but always survives. Yeah. There was, like, really interesting fan fiction out there somewhere that somebody wrote of, like, there was like this Looney Tunes show back in the early 2000s. This is so funny. It took place in the future, and like somebody wrote like a fan. No, no, go on. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. I'm intentionally being vague. Oh, no. I mean, like, if you want to. <laughs> no, I thought you, you literally didn't know who wrote it, and I was like. No, I was trying no. not to throw them under the bus. No. <laughs> you literally read this fat fic at a panel. At Worldcon, or not Worldcon, Galaxicon. Okay, well, at Kyle Gold on Blue Sky, if you want to read some very interesting Looney Tunes fiction. I, I don't know where it is, but it's I, somewhere. It, it might still be at a Sofari. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, like, if it's on Sofari, Sofari has some real old shit. It's not like, like, Miavir survived. Yeah, it was like Lunatics Unleashed was the name Oh, that show. one, yeah, yeah, that was wild. Um, See, I just remember... Real quick. If there's anything you love on So Furry right now, go and save it. Because they're about to, they're rolling out a new website, um, So Furry Beta, uh-huh. and it's, you're pulling information from the old site to put onto the new site. Oh. So if someone's dead, if someone's not in the fandom anymore, if somebody lost access to their account, they're not going to be able to transfer that stuff over. 
So Wait, so you have to opt in to them transferring your I don't know if that's going to be the long-term plan, but oh. right now that's what you have to do. I'll and of course, to... your favorites and stuff, but... Have to poke tempo on that, too. Yeah, like, I'm wondering what it's going to be like long-term. I haven't looked into this, I haven't asked anybody, but it's just like, when I mentioned that, it's like, if you're something you love on Sofari... Go and find it inside. Yeah, because we don't want a MySpace situation where, like, they lost 10 years of everything when, during a bad migration. Yeah, God, I would assume that they would just port the whole database and that they would have a backup of the database in case anything went wrong. One would presume. As, but. As you know from Fur Planet, that's not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, I know, but, like, Kamal's <laughs> a lot more techie. Yeah. I always thought his name was Tormal. Like for years and years and years and you years. You just thought it was like an extra letter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just thought it was too I've seen this guy's avatar for like, God, years. like 17 years <laughs> now. Yeah. And yeah. It, I think it's also important to like recognize and save like actual legitimate written by actual furries stories too. Yep. Because like we came across those parody ones that I posted about in the Rory Writers Guild chat. Mm. Well, those, those were done by furries, but they just like scrape the names off. Was it was it AI assisted? I don't think it's AI assisted. So like, this is interesting because like the, those two authors have been active in. They were in the furry writing guild. They've been they've been to cons. They've sold their books at cons. So like, you're not talking like outsiders or people just trying to make a quick buck off of furries. Uh, so. You know, it's not a lot of completely under the bus, but I mean, we can just skip this topic no, if no, I'm no, like no, no, no. stepping it, it on It is feet. actually important because so this was posted on Twitter, Blue Sky. A lot of people have read it. A lot of people have retweeted it or something like that. So there's a furry site called Furry Book Review where they post furry book reviews, and uh, the person did a fairly even-handed review where it was like uh, these things called poached parodies, where they're um, it's basically like, you know, famous detective novels like The Big Sleep rewritten with furries. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Foosball saw it, he actually pulled the um, the preview on Amazon. You know, it shows you several sample pages. Mm-hmm. And he did, like, side-by-side comparisons. And it's almost like someone just took a copy of The Big Sleep and just swapped out some words, added furry characters or just like condensed it a little bit. It's like they were writing it but they had the manuscript of the big sleep on a Kindle next to them while they did it. And it was just like, I'm going to rewrite this novel paragraph by paragraph, but just shorten it and make it furry. Um, Which like is is a weird legal place because it's advertised as a parody Parody is is uh, protected under fair use, but you know, as some people were pointing out, like, what is it actually parodying? Because it's not making the stories like funny or absurd. It's just the same story but furry. And we know from other noir and crime detective furry stories that you can write a furry detective story and have it not be like absurd. You know, so it's not really a parody, it's like a retelling, but 
when you use a lot of the same words, it kind of bumps up against maybe being plagiarism? It probably, from what it sounds like, is they just imported it into Word and then just rewrote it. I mean, I I saw that and was like, wow, this is really sus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or it was AI assisted. Well, and what's really bad, too, is like if you try to look up shit. Their early shit was my 2015, so before like the big chat GPT kind of shit was big. Writing AI so existed since then. I knew a dude who used to use it to write stories on FA from at least 2018. Well, and like the right now too, like if you try to search for anything, you can get whole ass AI generated WordPress sites. Yep. That'll just yeah. like slap a bunch of words together and paragraphs and AI generated images of women with three arms. And yeah, like you're trying, like it's such a fucking clusterfuck right now. Yeah. And these companies that are doing this didn't ever really consult the U.S. Patent Office or Copyright Office about this stuff. Oh, and yeah, now they're yeah. trying to be like, well, if we have to pay for this, it's going to cost us billions of dollars. And I'm like, good, great. And if that discourages them from fucking making AI shit and actually having to rely on real people writing real stories and drawing real pictures and animation, mm-hmm. then great. Yeah. And like, uh, it, it, if, if the patent office being like you owe us $11 billion uh, is what it takes, I, then I'm all for it. And it's not like content mills haven't existed forever. If you want something to slap together for cheap, you can find someone anywhere in the world willing to do that for Yeah, you. like Fiverr has basically destroyed a lot of like the freelance translator yeah. markets because you can always find someone in in another country that are paid a lot less than we are here and be like, I don't feel like paying like a legal minimum American wage. So I'm going to pay somebody $2 an hour somewhere else. Gig economy. Yeah. Gig economy. People fucking hire people from other countries to be like, like full-time digital assistants for them and then pay them like a couple bucks. <coughs> My favorite story of that is there was this guy that had this really like high paying tech job uh-huh. and he hired oh, like, Ten people in China. It was six six people in China. If you know the story, yes. Well, no, I know. Yeah, like he had like a like you know six seven figure tech job in the U.S. and he hired a team of like six people in China and he he paid them and actually I think it was a semi decent wage. It wasn't like like dirt cheap like he could have gotten away with to do his jobs and he was like. Didn't he have like three jobs at once or something? I don't know about that. I don't know. But he got away with it for He was like super fucking productive at work. So he was like the the guy at work um, and was getting all these raises and stuff like that. And he was outsourcing his labor. And part of me is like, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's really smart. I mean, who cares how he gets the work done as long as he gets the work done. But the problem the company had with it was that, like, well, you have to sign you a VPN in their network. And he basically had would have had to have given his private VPN credentials to six dudes in China Which to is, log into the American company's corporate network from China. Yeah, that's eventually how they caught him. Yeah. Because some IT guy started looking at it and was like, mm-hmm. why are there all these connections from China? Yeah, why, <laughs> why is the same login yeah. be used at, like... Four in the morning, U.S. time or something. Yeah. yeah. 
Because they do check those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually, you know, yeah, you do get caught. Anything you do on a work computer, someone can see. Yeah. Your IT dude is always like that's how that dude got caught uh, when I worked at the at the um, call center. Um, the one I told you about, the detailer who was, who was leaving and doing car detailing. Yeah. What caught him was the badge swipe because you had to swipe in, but you also had to swipe out. Oh. And it was a it was a revolving door. It was the only way into the center. So they noticed that his he badged in at eight, badged out at eight thirty, came back in and out around lunchtime, and then one more time at the end of the day when it was time to quit, and he was basically just coming in, doing that, and then going to his second job as a car detailer. And he did this for six months. Like, he was in my training class. And eventually they were like, you're fired. I was like, why did so-and-so get fired? They're like, oh, he was working at other job at the same time. He wasn't doing anything here. Honestly, and I'm he's like, kind of my hero. Yeah, yeah. At the time, I was still very young and naive and like, oh, no, people shouldn't do that. How terrible. And now, now I'm just like, you know what? Fuck the man. It's like, get you that bag. successfully stole from a major corpor- corporation for months. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's Robin Hoodism. Give t- take from the rich and give to your poor, which is usually yourself. Yep. Um, yeah. It's not stealing if it's from a rich person. <laughs> which... <laughs> You, you bring up yeah, Robin Hood. And whereupon it has been fifty years since that movie came out. Which thankfully furries basically oh, celebrated yes. by posting a lot of furry porn of the Robin Hood characters. <laughs> yeah. As we do. This is how we show our love for something. It's like, holy shit, Robin. You know, Robin Hood's fifty years old. Quick, draw some like Robin and Little John or Big Titty. <laughs> Uh, made Marion. Robin is a fifty-year-old daddy fox. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like so many people saw that in theaters and had funny feelings. Uh huh. Yeah, because it was premiered the seventies, I think, and then it it was re-released like years later. So like you hit a couple of generations. Yeah, because I mean that's what Disney did back in the day. Uh, they would really re-release movies every few years. Yeah, because and... I saw the Jungle Book in. The early '80s in the theaters, and it was originally released in like '67. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I know I saw a couple like that, and during like the Disney Renaissance, they were still like, "Yeah, and we're bringing back Lady and the Tramp in the theater because fuck, why not?" And then it was, "Do you want to watch this on IMAX? <laughs> but, Do you want to see the Lion King on the IMAX screen in Dolby oh. Digital Surround Zone?" And we added a new song. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Uh, no, I don't remember that. I yeah, there was that yeah. weird, like, Lion King's, like, sort of Star Wars special edition re-release that they uh, did. Yeah. That was like, they did IMAX, and they added a song that they had cut for Lane, or, uh, from the original cut. Okay. So it was like, oh, it's a new song, and it's been remastered, and it's an IMAX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I must say, this was like, I don't know. It happened when I was in Florida. Maybe it was like for the, the, the tenth anniversary. It was like oh four. Okay. Yeah, I, I missed that entirely because I was a kid at the time. Yeah. Like, so yeah. you could have the opportunity to have funny feelings with not from not. That's true. You would have only been two when it came out. Yep. So you would. So did you go see it in the theater? Yeah, yeah but I saw it a bunch before that because my brother loved it because of video tape. Yeah. 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 I mean, I had Robin Hood on VHS, and I wore out at least a couple of them. That way, because I just rewatch it like kids do. Yep. 
So I think that was Star Wars. I yeah, same. Star Wars original, like over and over. Yeah, it was that and Indiana Jones and Disney movies. Mm. Yep, and Ghostbusters. I watched the Digimon movie so many times. Yeah, I had like a VHS combo TV inside my room. Oh, you were one of the cool kids. Yeah, Yeah, like I was on Fast and Furious basically. Okay, because that was the thing they were stealing. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically how they went from that to spaceships. So fucking funny to me that like I think it was you that told me that, or maybe it was Sarah that told me that that what they were stealing in the first movie. Because it's been so long since I watched the first one, I completely forgot. Yeah, they were trying to steal a truckload of. TVs with VHS players on them. Oh, these are going to be working. Or was it DVD players? I think it was VHS because this was a long time ago. Still, just, it was just ancient tech relative to today. Yeah. But I had one of those when I was younger. Uh, One that had the built in VHS. Then I got a Philips flat flat CRT. Those were the shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Heavy as hell. And then in part nine, they, they go to space and they crash a car into a satellite. Oh. Yep, that's you know it's just a progression because when both, most movies, the ninth movie, you know, Jason, Freddy, like you know they they go to space, so why they were like why not do it with Fast and the Furious? Yeah, they did a one movie earlier because it's usually the ten. Oh they yeah, did it in nine. Jason X. I'm so sad we're not going to be able to see John Cena fucking Wiley Coyote. No, we we can. I mean, I know. Look, it's people just like people, that's where that would have went, and it was just. People like okay, look, listeners, just like artists, a thirty minute long extended make out scene, and just audiences just sitting there like I'm confused and aroused. <laughs> John Cena was in that stripper movie, right? I, I have no idea. So what? What you need to do, <laughs> artists who listen to this, or people who know friends that do art, you need to draw John Cena and Wiley Coyote making out, sucking, fucking every position possible, American Southwest on that. CEO's desk make so much smut that they are forced to release it to say this doesn't actually happen in the movie C. Yep. You do it as deleted scene. Yeah. Um, this is a deleted scene and it's just like this like horse does an animation of John Cena getting railed by Wiley and the <laughs> sheepdog. Well no, they would tag team him. Okay. You know, the and the sheepdog character, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I love Sam. You know. Well, I mean, because there was also a lot of porn of those two characters oh, okay. together. I already. No, I don't think that's Wiley Cody. I think it's another Cody. Eh. Anyway, I, I, I saw some arts of a, uh, today where uh, someone had drawn a picture of Wiley Coyote and he's tying up a human bendelable on it. says David Zaslav and he's tying him to one of the big red rockets nice. from Acme. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, launch him. The Acme Red Rocket, now in silicone. <laughs> yeah. And just think, we're, we're missing out on, like, secretly Wiley Coyote-themed novelty dildos. Oh, God, that would have been so great. Ride Wiley's Red Rocket. It, they could have brought back the blast radius thing on Bat Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, we're, they're just, they're fucking it up for everybody. Uh, no, you know what you do is it's a coyote dong, and the name for the coyote is Dynamite. There you go. <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right. And he so. has like a 70s theme. He's Dynamite. <laughs> He's fucking 
free ideas for any Kenny Cocksmith companies out there. I hereby release this idea into the wild. If you wish to make this, it is fully fair use. We're putting this idea out into the universe. It's public domain, also pubic domain. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else? Uh, the, the Pope said that trans Catholics can get baptized now, that's cool. so that's cool. You know. I kind of like, this Pope isn't completely awful. I mean, you know, it's really funny when people are like, that's not biblical. It's like, well, he's the elective like representative of God on earth. So you're arguing with what he says God said to him. So like, isn't there Bible canon that he actually like talks to God? I don't know. Yeah. Like it's, it Cath- talks through him. It, it's the belief that the Pope is basically the voice of God on earth. Yeah. 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 So, so I don't know. I don't know the mechanics behind it, but, but there's just people who just ignore that. I course. don't know the war. <laughs> yeah, it's like, look, man, this, you're talking like real wizard shit. Look, there have been so yeah, many I don't know the lore issues. of their fandom. That, the Bible has so many variant issues, they could never get the writers on the same track. People would just start story arcs and just end them. Like, there's that entire missing section of Jesus' history that they retconned, where he was, like, turning other kids into goats and shit. I'm just like, Turning kids into kids. Uh, but yeah, like, this is the weird online trad guy's personal 15 9-11s. <laughs> like, they're gonna, like, alright, we're gonna have to find some other weirder, more esoteric. We're gonna become, like, Russian Orthodox now. Fuck it. Oh, so speaking of weirder and esoteric, you have a link to the, the Speaker of the House's crazy bullshit? Oh, no. Oh, so apparently I mean, the, he has, like, two flags outside his office in Congress. I'm like, sure, one of them is, like, the United... Is it the one fucking, like, cross flag, blue, like, red cross on a blue field and a white flag? It's one that, like, the fascists were were, were flying. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I feel like it's so hard. Yeah, like, when you pull it up, I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's like the evangelical, like, Protestant flag. It gets flown by a lot of different groups, unfortunately, but it's explicitly, like, Christofascist, so, like, oh, ugh. It's a big group in Tennessee. Yeah, Seven Mountains Mandate. They, uh, they're literally a, they're called Dominion, Dominionists, and they believe that Christians should have absolute control over all facets of society. The Seven Mm -hmm. Mountains thing is listed in the article there. So Sharia law? Yes, it, which, funnily enough, just means God's law in Arabic or whatever. And, uh, it's the same shit. They're the Yal Qaeda. They're the, uh, you know, Texas Taliban, but they're so uh, the also, same shit. Like another similar thing, yeah. like like what you said when the the like conservatives and Christians make a huge deal about um, Muslims saying yep. it was Allah Akbar. Yeah, it, it, it just it just means God is great. Yeah. It's like the same fucking shit that they say in English all the time. Yeah, like I can't tell you how many times I've heard praise God or thank God or those basically the same. Yeah. yeah, it's the same fucking thing. And I remember seeing a tweet from uh, a Muslim guy who lives over like the Middle East. It's like people say that shit when they find the keys they were looking for. 
Like, you know, you find your car keys. You're like, oh, Akbar! It's not a fucking call to jihad or anything. Well, it's literally literally saying, oh, thank God, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like saying, oh, thank God. Yeah. Like, when I was making the Sharia law comment, I was saying that because it just translates into God's law, which is exactly what the Christians want to do. So it's just like, they they railed against this for years, and it's like, but you just, you want that. You know what it is? It's like, if it's in a foreign language, especially if it's from a brown people country, it's frightening yeah. to them. Which is extra funny, because like there's a lot of Latin used in like, the Bible and stuff. Yeah. Sort of brown well, country, <laughs> you know, if we, if we wanted to sit down and talk about the contradictions of religion that we've experienced in our life, this would be a four-hour episode, and we don't have the juice for that I tonight. would last way longer than that. We'd be able to give you a live report from the afterlife. Yeah, like, let me tell you what this motherfucker is up to. The whole thing, like, you see it so much in, like, scenes with violence occurring in the Middle East and whatnot. It's because, like, as part of their belief system, they want that to be the last thing they say. Like, they want that to be their final words on life. It's God is great. So when they die, they can be like, hey, look what I said last. Um, yeah, like Catholics never fucking do that on their deathbed. Yeah, exactly. They do that all the time. That is like Christianity. One um, so break is be as sinful as you want, but repent on your deathbed. Shifting topics slightly, though. Um, have you guys seen Sandman, the Netflix version? Yes. Oh, oh that's so man, that's so fucking good. So good. Yeah. So Panther and I've been watching that. He got it on the like it was on sale on Apple TV or whatever. So he bought it, and we've been watching it. Right. And we're up to episode nine or ten at this point. We're like right at the end. Actually, there's two episodes left, I think. Yeah. Eleven is like the secret bonus episode. Yeah, it's like ten's the technical last one, um, but the eleventh one's good. Yeah. Episode six, where he's hanging out with death and his friendship with the human guy. Oh my god. That's my favorite. Yeah, like the scene, like when you first see him interacting with death and she goes and gets the Jewish guy and he's like, oh, hold on, hold on one second. And he says his final prayer and he's like, all right, let's go. That was what I was segueing into but that's that episode was so fucking good. Uh, Like I love his portrayal of death too because he and Terry Pratchett worked a lot together. Uh-huh. Like, they were really good friends. And, like, the portrayal of death in the Discworld series has a lot of her vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a bit of a different character, but he's one of the most human characters I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and he's just... It's... Everything that he's in is really lovely because you get to kind of see him evolve as a person as he gains a personality as an anthropomorphic personification of death. I'm like, it's just it's really <laughs> yeah. Um, but and also like they managed to get a human that looked vaguely like his depiction in the comics, which nice. is pretty impressive. Um, I'm not familiar with the actors involved. But I'm just like, as a person oh, who yeah, has, which, which character? we're talking yeah. about Dream. We're oh, talking Dream. about oh, Morpheus. Tom Morpheus. Death. Tom something is his name. Death right is now. the black lady. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Death in the comic. No. Like, because I never read the comics, so like I have. No so problem. I'm also fairly unfamiliar with the comics myself. Like I'd encounter them, but never read them. Mm-hmm. And I read some. I had to take my parents out to Fort Worth. My mom had a. Uh, 
procedure she had to get done and she was going to be sedated. So I had to drive around and I hung out with my dad a bit and we went to half price books. He got to look at stuff and actually they did have some of the early volumes of Sandman in trade paperback. And I got to read through it and like kind of do a compare and contrast. But this was right before we got into episode five. So with the diner scene. Right. Oh my God. That episode. Yeah. Just, just the diner, that whole fucking thing. I stopped reading before I got to that because I didn't want to like, spoil it but like they also they kind of swapped things around and dialed it back a little bit in certain areas oh yeah like the scene with the weird dude in the car with the woman and her dog that's not how it is in the comics and like i was super fucking tense going oh god i hope she didn't kill that lady and her dog and at the and sorry to spoil, but no, she doesn't. She survives, thank God, because I would have been felt really bad. Yeah. Because I was high at the time and was like really into it and would have been really upset. Yeah. The, uh, but yeah, it's been such a good fucking series. And like, just, you know, it, it's Neil Gaiman and like, I follow home Blue Sky too. So with the SAG after strike yeah. possibly, potentially, probably ending, yeah. he was like, we can get back to filming Sandman. Which I'm like, hell yes. Nice. Cool. Um, but that also means he can get back to work on several other projects of his. Yeah. Um, which, you know, if the, they do agree to that and people get fucking paid, that means we can get, you know, Severance back on track. We can get Trek back on track. Mm-hmm. Various things that had to go on pause because greedy fucking Hollywood wanted to do some real ghoulish shit. They apparently went on to the point where the Hollywood execs were like, the 2024 summer movie season is in danger of not happening. The next full season of TV is in danger of not happening. And like, so yeah, the actors really just fucking stuck to their guns and pushed them right to the edge to the point where the producers blinked first. Yeah. Well, and they were wanting to do some real ghoulish shit. Like, we were going to do full scans of anybody that makes above minimum and take the rights of the dead to put them in films and stuff. And, like, there's been some footage of stuff that's on Disney Plus, I believe it was. And it was, like, uh, you know, actors on the basketball court and, like, a front row of actual humans. But then behind that were these fucking awful PlayStation 2 looking dudes doing a weird looped animation. And it was huh. like, what the hell? It was just really uncanny like even if you weren't paying attention to the background like if you look at the scenes because two characters on the bench talking and then directly behind them is some like cg amalgamation horror from like 2005 behind them it was very weird and like you know i know they don't treat kids like they pay attention to the shows they watch but like it was really really low rent yeah um and that's like that's taken the place of like background actors who yeah. are just hired to fill the stands. You know, you you consider that you know a lot of these crowds and shows are not actually crowds. You know, they don't have you know five hundred people they paid a day rate to come and mill around in a background while two characters you know soliloquize at each other. You know, it's it's fucked up, and I hope that they really grab their balls and twisted because these greedy ass mm-hmm. companies mm-hmm. need to be shown that they can't do that. A lot of That's, the AI shit got shot down. Good. Cause yeah. like this AI shit, like it's not just that the art's bad and in not just that the writing is bad and that it makes bad websites. It costs people jobs. It costs 
fucking like CNET and various other game like gaming websites that were like, oh, we're gonna start pumping out AI content. And there was this AI generated website that was purporting to list like the writer's favorite jobs in Final Fantasy fourteen, and like none of their factual shit was at all accurate. They called like Summoner, which is you know a caster class, is a physical DPS, and Warrior, which is a tank class, is a good physical DPS. And they they had just their basic facts was utterly incorrect. They didn't have a human look at it. They just shat this out and put it up on the website. And people highlighted this was like, what the hell is this garbage? Yeah, and it was like this big anti-AI thrust into like Final Fantasy fourteen. people going, holy shit, this is garbage. Yeah. yeah. I had the worst AI experience today because I was Googling how long chicken is good in the fridge. Uh-huh. And I got this like, th- I had this like four paragraph website that was just like garbage, 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 garbage. And then at the end, it didn't even tell you. It gave you a link to the USDA website. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like I was, I was looking, I was trying to look up if certain things would cause allergy reactions. Mm -hmm. And that was where I got that website that was just like, how holy, just fake information. And like, here's a vague image of a like food, like breakout calorie breakdown show. And it's just gibberish. And I'm like, this will get people killed. Yeah, there's like a lot of if you type in like is this mushroom poisonous, there are AI applications that will purport to tell you what a mushroom is that people have posted screenshots and going like, oh yeah, this is totally inedible. But then when actual mycologists people look at it, go, oh no, that will just kill you. <laughs> you know, it's like yes, you should totally eat this honey fungus, which is instead deadly gallerina or. Like, this parasol, does the parasol have green? That means it's edible, says the AI, which instead, that's false parasol, which will just kill you. It, and it doesn't even kill you quickly. Like, bad mushrooms, they cause liver failure and oh kidney failure. So, you know, there's that. I just like identification as a hobby. Like, I think it's fun because you're, you know, trying to figure out what the hell is this thing. Yeah, you know, thick-ass book and... It's guess who, but with mushrooms. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's a fun little game. Because, yeah. you know, everyone's like, hey, what's this? And nine times out of ten, you know, it's this fucking dinner plate-sized mushroom with this red cap with white spots. And people are like, it's totally fly agaric. It's Amanita muscaria. It's the Amanita something or other, the, the West Coast U.S. version. Like, there are some things that the AI technology will be able to do properly. Like, uh, we were a friend that works in, like, with, like, climate change models. Mm-hmm. And they take all of this data that is, that they have permission to use and is ethically sourced from all of these different it's data like points from the government. And they, they, and it's so much data at this point because we have so many ways of gathering weather data mm-hmm. that humans can't just analyze all this shit just by themselves without assistance. So they put it all into a model mm-hmm. and they're able to model out weather patterns and stuff with the assistance of that kind of like model. Mm-hmm. And, and like for that, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. what it should, that it should be used. Like eventually one day like course corrections of like a spaceship or something like that is the kind of thing you'd use AI for. But not for fucking writing websites 
writing stories, doing art, making movies. Like And, like, the thing you're talking about is going off of, like, established climate (laughs) models, and it's not pulling from literally every website on the internet. Right. It's only using the information they feed it, which is based on all of these studies and data that the the federal government has. We're going off of NOAA's data that goes back to, like, the 1900s. Cool. Not, like, this these websites that are just scraping all this yeah, ab- yeah. information like okay this like, person asked for I, I'm what not about saying, this like the entire idea is terrible i'm just saying that the way our capitalist society has chosen to implement it is terrible yeah and like, like it, ai basically just became a buzzword and a lot of ceos yeah. realized it's just they like could, blockchain. It's, it's blockchain. like the company that fucking added blockchain to their name and their stock price went up. Yeah. Or the NFTs. Or, or the cloud, which Bitcoin. is just someone else's servers. It, yeah. Still somewhere. I mean, <laughs> it's it's the same group of motherfuckers that started the crypto boom that that yeah. kind of faded out. Then they went to NFTs. Then they've gone to AI. Yeah. Now, like, it's just the same group of grifters riding upon the next buzzword. Yeah. Like, you know, you have Sam Bankman freed going to jail for 11 billion years. They're going to put his ass in a giant cursed crystal. You know, because he... <laughs> Fucking Shadow Realm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because he, he defrauded yeah. a shitload of dudes, a shitload of money. And, you know, but he had, these are the people that were running ads with Larry David being the voice of reason going, well, I'm a square and I don't think I'm going to invest in crypto. Well, guess what? He was fucking right. And Matt Damon, who was all like, be a man, invest in crypto. If you had done that shit when he was calling you a pussy for not doing it, you would have lost like 90% of the value. If you gave him $1,000 then, you'd have like 200 today. Like, Oh, you're pretty generous. It's I, so much. Well, I got, I've heard really, some stats on a recent podcast. I, I, it's more like 99% yeah. of the value. But. And, you know, you end up with these people like Tara Strong, who was supporting NFTs for a shit video thing that never came out. And that no one has touched for 10 months. Yeah. Like the last transaction was for like 40 fake bucks. forty Actually $40 US or something like that. Because like the token that they're based upon is like 20 bucks per. Yeah. And it was like two. I mean, celebrities have always endorsed this shit. Yeah. It's just, it's a new package on the same old shit. Like this is like drink Brondo energy drink. Yeah. I mean, at least it's with her, she's brave. just a dumb grifter. Yeah. 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 Because like, um, um, celebrities, they're just I mean, people. Shit. And, you know, if someone waved $20,000 in front of my face and said, well, go say you like Brondo energy drink and you think you should put it on plants, and, and, I'd go In a it. lot of cases, I think it's also like their managers and handlers and PR people are kind of like, you know, it's just like, oh, we got you a Nike deal, except it's, oh, we got you a deal with this blockchain company, so you have to... Say it was like um, what famous? Jimmy Kimmel and some other like celebrity. They're like comparing their apes. Was it Paris Hilton? It was Paris Hilton and the stupid guy that does the a late show. I Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. There's. You also yeah. have to realize about famous people that after you get a certain amount of money, you become distorted from reality. Like. Yeah. Your experience is not the average user experience. You're on the platinum program where everything is rainbows and sunshines for you. And you don't deal with everyday 
consequences. Concerns. People and the problems of the society that makes you a person. Yeah, like Jimmy Kimmel is not suddenly going to lose an amount of money that will have any effect on his life because he owns a boy. Yeah. Well, the and thing someone, is, those apes were given to them. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. Like, they never had to pay it. They never even had to think about this. It was just something someone shoved in their hand and they just went with it. Yeah, they, they yeah. got handed some money and a picture of a stupid monkey. When you get rich enough, people will just give you shit. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to buy laptops. You don't have to buy phones. You don't have to buy cars. It's the Sam Bynes boot, Boots Theory, where a poor person will spend uh, $100 in 10 years on a new pair of boots every year and still have to keep buying boots, but a rich person can buy a $100 pair of boots once and have those for 100 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, when you're rich, it just alters your reality to this very weird extent. I, I think a very funny example of that was someone saying, like, once you reach a certain point, the cognitive impairment of being kicked in the head like by a horse. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't think about your day-to-day. -day, you don't think about where your paycheck's going or paying a bill or fixing your car. You just do whatever, and as long as you're doing the song and dance you're paid for, it doesn't matter. And so, like, yeah, like, Think of the worst billionaires you know, Elon Musk specifically, yeah. and how like them getting wealthy has just amplified their stupidity. Yeah, and like at a certain point, money just starts to generate itself. Yeah, like because rich people have just all of these avenues to generate income that a normal person can't. Like they can literally just shove money in a bank and live off the interest. Yeah, you have like even a few million dollars. Yeah, put it in the bank and put up the interest. Yeah, and just it's it's weird. <laughs> or you would so, even just put it into like a a low risk fund on the stock market, and you'd make more than enough. Or you become an angel investor, and you just get stock dividend. You just get kickbacks from all of those companies that you invested in. Yeah, that, yeah. that's what how vulture capitalist firms work is yeah. that they're so rich that they can throw everybody like a million dollars. And if like nine out of 10 of those ideas fail, it doesn't matter because one of them becomes the next Apple and they have a shitload of stock. And now it's worth way more than what mm -hmm. they outlaid for all of them. That's exactly the thing. Um, a rich kid can just sit there and throw darts at the wall. and Eventually you'll hit the bullseye of the lake. Yeah. yeah. You saw that Sam post. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, the rich kids can buy as many darts as they need. Middle class kids might have one or two. A poor kid can buy once. But the really poor people are the ones working the carnival, which is, yeah. you know, the people working at McDonald's and whatever. Yeah, um, to stand behind the dart shield that, doesn't, that has holes in it. <laughs> yeah. So here's something fun, though. Speaking of rich motherfuckers, uh, if you bought a Tesla one year ago, it has lost as much as $40,000 in value. That's hilarious considering that your 10, 12 year old Prius is worth more than what I paid for. It is. <laughs> like, um, it's only gone up in value since I bought it. In a world where the used car market is insane because decade old cars are worth more, Tesla is losing 40 grand in value. Yeah, like my car was 12 when I bought it in. 2018? And now it's worth 15. <laughs> <laughs> and you 
paid it off. So technically, you made three grand. Yeah, like it helps that it's also still under fifty thousand miles. Yeah, like and I got rid of the stain that was in the car too because oh. there was a stain that devalued it. And I was like, whatever. But I yeah. took it to a car detail place and it was just gone. And it was just like, ah, this car detailing increased the value of my car. <laughs> Uh, so forty grand, really? Aren't they only like sixty or eighty to start with? They're like a hundred k, aren't they? I think. I guess it depends on the model that yeah. you buy. I'm pretty sure they have a hundred k model, but I thought like your base Tesla was like sixty five, seventy, something like that. So I mean, it's still more than I pay for <laughs> I that know. kind of car. Yeah. So looking at my car mm-hmm. value, it is not appreciated, but it has not driven dropped much less than what I paid for it in like. Eight years ago, yeah. So, I mean, it's an it's an it's a luxury car, and they lose value really fast relative to consumer cars. Mm. So, but still, you're right. Like a Tesla is like the subhead is one model S Plaid driver lost four nineteen a mile in depreciation. <laughs> it's like for every mile you're driving, it's four dollars less value. The the opening this is Jalopnik, I'll put it in the show notes. Like buying a car today is an investment into the future. I think the most profound thing that is if you buy a Tesla today, I believe you're buying an appreciating asset, not a depreciating asset. Elon Musk said that in twenty nineteen. And like many of his bold vision statements, he has continually been proven wrong every minute of every day since. Perfect example of someone who was rich who just who had money who generated money. Yeah. It's like he came over to the United States from South Africa with diamonds from his no Emerald. emeralds, emeralds from his father's emerald mine in his that pockets. he now claims that they didn't own. Meanwhile his shithead father is like, oh yeah, I totally own the but half of an emerald. Yeah. With the Model X dual motor, the, at the most expensive Tesla, the X has a lot more lose than the others. At the end of October 2022, the cheapest Model X was $120,990. That same car today is $80,000. Yeah. According um, to CarGurus... I, I have a friend that paid about one hundred and twenty for the first house. Yeah. It's well, sort of like... Can you imagine? Like, I could buy a house, or I could buy... This overvalued car. Well, this house was 180. An overvalued yeah. car that's functionally. Men with lots of hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like driving a MAGA hat. So like, you can buy a, a fucking car. You can li- an RV. You can live in for 120 thousand dollars. Yeah, It'd be nice. <laughs> or you could buy like a. You know, there's a couple of cars up there that are they're like a billion dollars, and it's like. Okay, I, I hate million dollar cars to be honest. This is like a. a I was thinking the other day how like so I saw a, a friend post like I wish there was some kind of way a setting on all of the streaming apps to just fucking remove sports shit from our front pages forever. Like not everyone gives a shit about sports, and I was like, yes, fucking exactly. I'd never heard of the Lionel Messi before. And I'm sorry I ever have because I've seen his name on my Apple TV home screen for like fucking two months straight now. But this is an example of like there are some parts of society that I just do not get the appeal of. Sports is one. Billion dollar fucking cars is the other. I'm like, is it comfortable? Is it relatively fuel efficient? Will it get me to work it back? Or will it get me to cons it back in case of the van? Like... That's all I need, really. Yeah. 
Like it's it's all status symbol stuff. It's why people buy gold and rubies. Maybe that's why uh, we don't give a shit about it. We're not like the fucking status symbol kind of. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like I drive a fucking Prius C. <laughs> like I don't. I don't even have a legit Prius. I have the discount Prius that's smaller. <laughs> I drive an 18-year-old Camry. <laughs> hey, my, car my parents is... beg for that car. <laughs> They're like, whenever he goes to sell please tell us. <laughs> I mean, I've got a, what, 17-year-old Audi wagon? Oh, that reminds me, while I'm thinking of this, um, the average used car, like the average age of a car in the United States is 12 years. Uh-huh. Like, most cars don't last past 12 years. So, it's really going to be interesting to see how used electric cars go on to the used car market. Mm-hmm. Because those batteries cost a lot. Because if you have to replace the battery in a Tesla... It's like five, ten grand. No, 20. Huh. Well, it's Tesla, yeah. yeah. But like, it'd be like 5 or 10 in like a Chevy Bolt. Or like, like, the that. cheapest I saw, I think, was a Leaf for like 3000 But like, I looked yeah. at a bunch of like electric cars. But if you're batteries. like, oh, here's a Leaf. It's 10 years old, so I'm going to save a lot of money buying it. But Incorrect. then when you add 3 grand <laughs> yeah. to probably already 3 grand, it's like, yeah. well... It's so much less of a value. It's like it, you really have to kind of balance that value mm-hmm. proposition. Yeah, you're right. Like I saw an article about this the other day. Yeah. Like it's it's why I think of getting rid of my Prius before it hits fifty thousand miles because it's like when is the battery in it going to go bad? Because it's basically like tr- getting a new transmission in the car car, mm-hmm. and in certain cases, it's even more expensive. Well, yeah. like. I had a shop be like, look, man, you just need to replace this thing. And I'm like, I'm going to drive this into the fucking ground. Because, like, I've got electrical system issues out the fucking ass. Like, today, I went to the grocery store, popped the hood, put stuff in the back, get home. Motherfucker doesn't want to open. So I had to pull down the middle seats and pull out my groceries that way. Huh. Even though they were at the back gate, so I had to, like, crawl into my car. I was like, God damn. Like... <sighs> And, and it's just because it's an old car. Like, it had water damage. Uh, there was, mm. like, some damage to the to the bottom liner. And so water got up into the Bluetooth bay, which for some god-awful reason was actually underneath the yeah. driver's seat. I told you about this, guys. Yeah. Um, so, like, we had to do all this bullshit to actually get my center console working again because it's a fiber loop and not, like, discrete attachments. So if any single piece fails along the loop, you have to... Re- just troubleshoot it and replace the thing. Anyways, yeah, like, cars are fucking stupid, houses are fucking stupid, the rich fucking suck, and I hate them all. Mm, um, fuck the rich. We're, we're all doing our damnedest, and boy howdy. Uh, so, what's the coziest thing that's happened to y'all this week? So, I, uh, well, let's see, last Friday, Panther had to go to a data center run, so I got really high, played lo-fi on my headphones, and cuddled up with Adam while playing Bejeweled for several hours until I fell asleep. And then Panther got home and I woke up. Then I went to bed. Sounds nice. Yeah, it was nice. Mine was when you walked in on me the other day. Um, I finished reading my book, my book uh, Bridge by Lauren Bucus. That Anyway, I was sitting on the sofa and I was a little cold and I was buckled up in the blanket with my book perched on a pillow 
and Ajax was just like, you look like Maximum Cozy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like... I had my little lap blanket on, my hoodie on, my headphones in, Adam in my lap. It was great. I think I had two. Like, I've been working in the garage a lot this week, and whenever I do that, I open the garage door, and it's been, like, raining. Uh-huh. So, yeah. like, I was just... You had it, your own fucking lo-fi video like, right outside. I did, and, like, it was just the perfect right amount of overcast. And of course, the cars were out there, so you're getting to hear the patter of the rain on the metal. And the, like, leaves were shifting, and just I'm just out there chilling, listening to the rain as I'm sitting there doing language shot stuff. It was, it was great. It was, and then the other one is, like, it's been super cold at night, which I grew up in the north, so, like, I always kind of... Like sleep best in the cold. Like, yeah, I hate being cold during the day, but at night I sleep best then because I get to just pile blankets on top of me, uh-huh. and I just get to have like four of them pressing down on me, and I'm just like maximum cozy. And so I just had like all those blankets on me, and I just had Pinterest on my phone looking at word working videos, and I had my little lamp that looks like a little um, like one of those oil lamps mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's just, it's just, if you haven't seen this lamp you should see it it's really ca- it's very cabin aesthetic I'll, I'll go check it out mm-hmm. yeah uh, that kind of covers the topics we had for the week and we're past an hour so good job guys we, uh, we've we succeeded in putting in a podcast. I felt kind of bad because someone was asking about furry podcasts on Blue Sky and Khaki recommended us and I'm yeah. like oh fuck we haven't put out anything in like a month uh <laughs> It's like, and, and for a show that only comes out monthly, we do not have high production quality for this one. Three dudes around one mic. Come on. <laughs> Get on our level. Yeah. Uh, so, um, for planet.com, buy some <laughs> books. Yes. Uh, we've got uh, new stuff coming out of MFF. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, stuff lined up for FCM, sure. But that's really it for the rest of the year, con wise. Yeah. Um, I've seen in January. Yeah, and I've seen people like <laughs> lamenting that they didn't get into the room lottery like today. Wow. So I think they're going to do a third round. Under honestly, uh, I'm kind of to the point when it comes to conventions that if I'm not vending or dealing and don't have some sort of backroom way to get to the convention, I'm not going to fucking go. <laughs> like if I have to fight to go to a furcon, I'll just spend my vacation money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. No con is worth doing that shit unless I have a purpose in going. Because like, if I can just go to a small convention, cool. Like, I'll go up to Anthro Expo or maybe go visit Tales of Tornadoes or, you know, ACFI or Stratosphere, you know, these other ones that don't require me to jump through hoops. But, like, if I had to sign up and do a fucking lottery, roll the dice to go to Anthrocon, I wouldn't fucking go. Like, I skipped ACFI this year because instead I went to the clothing optional bear camp. And yeah. And also to the Ren Fair that week. Yeah. Like, that was TRF so is fun. so much fun. Oh, God. It was, it, I was not expecting how fucking huge it was. The Ren Fair that we had up in Michigan that I used uh-huh. to go to that was massive would have fit in their fucking gladiatorial arena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like... like it was nuts. I was not prepared for how big so this it was. was the first time you've been to one of the Texas ones. Yeah, yeah. like, because the timing never worked out, or I was doing something else, or, like, and it's all the way down in Houston. And yeah. It was, yeah. It was just It was also so really fun. convenient, you told me. They had a 
bus from Grizzly Pines that took you from the campground yeah. to the yeah. campground. We ended up just driving most of them. We could leave when we wanted. But, right. Um, yeah. Like, uh, but it was just like. But if you want to do a two in one coffee weekend, that's the perfect way to do it. Yeah, it was it was awesome. So you definitely want to get there when it opens, though. So this weekend is the Barbarian Invasion. Then there's the Highland Fling, which is the Scottish Highland Games next weekend. Nice. And then the Celtic Christmas ones is 24th, 25th, 26th in November. And then it ends. I was actually looking to see just how big it is in terms of size. Because, like, it's a huge area. Because, like, we have uh, Scarborough Fair up here mm-hmm. in Waxahachie. And it's only, like, 10 acres. It's not that big. You can walk it fairly easily. Like, I've been going to that one since I was like fucking 15. Jesus. Like, um, I think the best description would be three Walmarts. <laughs> yeah. Like, because like, it's it's definitely not one It's It's kind of weirdly shaped, so it's hard to say uh-huh. exactly. But given how many alleyways, shops, food places, arenas, uh-huh. gardens, and everything was, I think three super Walmarts would be about... TRF is 60 acres Dang. of stuff. Uh, like, but is that including the campground, though? Uh, features eight themed villages lined with close to 400 neat shops and cast a thousand entertaining paint. That's just the inside. Okay. Not the campground. Because okay. the campground is also fairly extensive. And, hey, oh, man, you didn't get a chance to go to the bonfires? No, I didn't get to. Fuck, you didn't stay there. Long. Oh, it's like, a bummer. Like, because we were tired and we didn't know about the night stuff. Yeah, the night stuff is really cool because yeah. people have bonfires and there's people dancing with their tits out and stuff it's great yeah like i think like have you ever like you're bundled up in a coat and you're cold as hell but then there's dudes with their shirts off and just underwear and chicks with their tits out dancing around a bonfire super close staying warm that way while everyone's shivering in the darkness with the stars above you it's so fucking cool yeah like going back i think i'll do it a little bit differently but it was, yeah it was so fun we should go dude we should go not this year, fortunately, but, yeah. you know, we should go. So, yeah, that's a, right that's a one cool thing. Just uh, figure out a way to get you out to the Highland Games so you can be like, oh, Aye. let's flip a caber. Like, I tried to find a kill the entire time I was there, but they were out of the size and style that I wanted. Let's I plan to go to Scarby in the spring. I would love to do that, yeah. Okay, we'll plan to do that. Because well, that's not when it's like a thousand degrees, right? No. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and we'll try to do it not with a large group no i just want like two three people yes yeah. like, so we'll, we'll make plans for that when it comes back around because hopefully in 2024 there will be some less demands on my time than there were this year one would hope so um for planet.com buy some books see if the convention's coming up baddogbooks.com buy some ebooks there's new stuff coming up didn't you just put up some new stuff fuzz or we're working on some previews for some new stuff uh yeah well yeah there's um uh there's this little preview widget that I've been uh slowly adding to a couple of the websites yeah didn't did, wasn't there a preview of Tim Sussman's new book Price of Thorns yep yep so I have a, a previews up for Price of Thorns Commander and you know the Adventures by Barry Loud and also we just put up Peace and Love by Heskytier nice which will be debuting at MFF. If you're not going to be at the con, you can pre-order that uh, on for Planet already. And I thought that was cool also that you managed to uh, coincide that with the release party for Mysterious for Agiles. Yeah, uh, like, that, I didn't handle that, but like 
That was Ajax. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it has to do right. It's ratified by Kyle. And, uh, but yeah, uh, they had the launch party for the audiobook because Huskyteer narrated the series fairs of Giles. And, and I did the production. And you did the production, and then she got to pimp her her new uh, book coming out. I, I don't remember the exact conversation that I was having with Huskyteer, but I found out that she was doing that podcast with Kyle. And then, like, I immediately ran out of the garage and into the production room, and I just burst in, and I was like, how quickly could you put a book on the website? <laughs> nice. And just derailed him from everything. He derailed me completely, and I was pissed at the time, and I was like, okay, fine, fuck it, I'll just do it. <laughs> I'm glad that worked out, because, like, yeah, even yeah. Tyler knew about it, so, like, it clearly got some reach. And it's already submitted to the printer, so it's ready to go, uh... It's going to be a very special edition. It's going to be very thick. There's uh, there's pre-orders up on all of the other... Where all five books are sold. Yep. It's and got a very beautiful cover by Idis. Um, yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. Like I said, websites for planet.com, baddogbooks.com. You can find the Telegram fan chat still going. We're still there. We're still having conversations, even if the podcast isn't always producing on time. There's lots of good porn. There's lots of good porn and good conversation. Conversation about the porn. Yeah, that's it. We all throw dog projects in there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good chill space that we, we curate pretty well. It is um, a cozy time. I haven't had to ban anybody for a long time, which is always nice. So, on that note, good night. And big balls. And pre order books. Yay! <laughs>